Hi, I'm Kimberly Fitton, and welcome to Manifesting 101, the podcast, breaking it down so it can forever be broken, understood, no error. My purpose is to obliterate the chains of legalism and religion, these religious constructs, mindsets that say that poverty is humility and God loves it. Pish posh trash that's not true poverty should be the anomaly instead of the standard operating procedure so that part guys i'm so happy to be with you and that you are with me let me just say before we get into our 17 seconds of gratitude i don't know where you guys are finding me actually i do um i don't know how though um and i'll unpack that later but i also Remember when I say when it comes to manifesting, it's not your job to figure out the how, the when, even the who. Just receive. So um, the platform I use is Anchor. I know the Anchor has these deals where they get, you know, arrangements where you can be on Spotify and Apple. But really, people that do Anchor should not be able to land on y'all's radar. And when it comes to manifesting... <laughs> Everything is subject to the Ruach and the Rhema. So favor is not only fair, it's your birthright. And let's give gratitude for that. 17 seconds, you guys ready? 17 seconds of gratitude. I really do want to give thanks that I grew up thinking favor wasn't fair. I heard it in church all the time. And the truth of the matter is favor is not only fair, it's equitable. So as much as you need, you have access to it. And so I give thanks for that. I give thanks for the mindset of freedom where I do not have to live in a comparison reality, a comparative reality where I don't have to feel bad. Feeling bad is a choice. I'm so happy and I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to be free because whom the sun sets free is definitely free indeed. (sighs) Been more than 17 seconds. You guys already know that. But did you know that having the mind of Christ is literally having a mind that's free and renewed every day to think positively? You're unstoppable. You're unlimited. And this is the mind of Christ. Anything else isn't Christ-like since we want to talk about being a Christian and and whatever else. And I just want to say, I am happy not to convince or convert you, who has two thumbs and doesn't care if you agree, is me. You are powerful to disagree as always. It is your freedom to disagree and to be convinced in your own mind. Argue with your mama, not me. Guys, as promised, I want to talk to you um, about my, um, we're going deep down the rabbit hole. So for those of you who do not want to hear it, I would suggest skipping to the next one or going back to season two or one. But I'm really going to talk about um, the last uh, podcast episode I talked about um, my journey with Holy Spirit and like the blueprints and, and the success and the real of the real. So this is going to be about spiritual, living a spirit-filled life um, and really being led of the spirit and what that can do. Um, and so, like I said, if it's not your cup of tea, that's cool. Um, it's just my truth. So we're going to go deep and I'm just going to talk about heavenly blueprints. How about that? So, um, there is a perfect 
acceptable and good will, right? There are three different, if you look at the scripture, they're separated for a reason because they're the levels. What is automatically yours upon acceptance is God's goodwill for you. You can always have good and his version of good is way, it, it exceeds far beyond um, our definition of good. So that is, <laughs> pardon the repetition, that's the good thing, right? Then there's the acceptable. Uh, it's, 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 still, it's still okay, but it's not as great as it could be. Um, but because we are ultimately made from love and loved, and it's unconditional, there's the, the will that's acceptable, right? It's permissible will. And then there's this amazing, perfect will, which is when you tap into the absolute path for yourself. It is without error. It is without frustration. It flows easily, not without lessons, but without error. And you're able to walk the road with gladness. You're able to stretch out on faith because you know you're in perfect will. A lot of people get stuck because they can't access the perfect will of God for their lives. Um, they don't know how to get to the heart of God for them. And that all, I have a theory. I have, This is my theory. Again, my theory. We're all on a journey. I'm just sharing with you my journey. I grew up in church all of my life. Came out of the womb and right into church service. Okay? That church service was extremely traumatic. That church that I grew up in was so trauma-filled. It is a wonder that I even say the name of Jesus, let alone mention a higher power, God, or any of that. That I'm doing this is a miracle. Um, I don't really know if I shared with you guys on any of the seasons because I try not to talk about it. It's just not on my mind. Um, and when I share, and in since you're going you're gonna to understand completely why it's not on my mind. Um, in growing up in this church, um, every Sunday, every Saturday morning at 5 a.m., um, Sunday was Sunday morning and Sunday evening. Then there was, um, Bible study on Wednesday and then whatever else, whenever else, um, you name it, we were there. My mom was completely devoted and dedicated to this church, uh, but mainly to God, um, because of the trauma she experienced and her story is not my story, so I'm not going to tell it. Uh, she was able to be manipulated. Um, every Saturday, every Sunday, every Wednesday, we would walk into the church, sit down, panicked, <sighs> anxious on who would be the one God was disappointed in. They literally would say, you're off with God. Like, a relationship with God was a light switch. So when you hear these things about God's personality, that he's indecisive, that one day he's hot, one day he's cold, it actually is the antithesis of what's in the word. So erroneous. But um, when people become corrupted, um, they give corrupt teaching. So imagine praying to a God for mercy and to save you, to help you, to meet your needs when you were raised to think that he hated you depending upon the day and what you did. Um, that wasn't it. That wasn't the only thing. Uh, I experienced extensive abuse in this church. Um, uh, one time I had a cold. 
and um, I tried not to sniff. I had the sniffles, right? And I had tissue in my hand. I tried not to blow my nose because I could see the pastor's wife getting irritated with me. And she mentioned, if you if you sniff again, I'm going to make you eat that tissue. And I, of course, at seven, couldn't stop myself from sniffing. And she sat me by her and was like, eat it or I'm going to beat the black off you. And so I ate the tissue. I'm going to give one more experience so that just so you know, um, we have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So I just want you to hear a little bit of my testimony. One of the other memorable ones was um, they operated in what they felt was a spirit of prophecy. It was definitely not that. Um, (laughs) And uh, my older sister had ran away. Uh, Apparently she left a note. I didn't know about it because I didn't go in her room, but they said that God told them that I was the one who hid the note because I didn't want her back. I did not. Um, I I was proceeded to, um, they proceeded to beat me with a stiletto. And these are the stiletto, back in the day when stilettos had nails in them instead of the plastic they now have. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Um, they, they beat me until they were tired, right? Um, it wasn't the worst beating I had ever had. So it was kind of like, okay. But when I got home, because I had sat for hours, um, while they interrogated and it's not a hyperbole because I had sat for hours while they interrogated, I didn't really know. So when I got home, I shared a room with my sisters and I went to take off my underwear, my tights, but it was stuck to me because they broke skin with each stroke with each hit and so the blood had dried and my sister I had asked my baby sister just to rip it off and I'd heal later when I graduated from high school I just wanted to get the hell out of my mom's house the hell out of that church and the hell away from God so I ended up in Jakarta Indonesia Sayan Bahasa I speak Indonesian. I lied to get over there, and it was there that I had my first encounter with God. I had my first encounter with God on a plane ride. Um, I had five, I want to say I maybe had $500, maybe. My mom used all that she had to give me a one-way ticket. And I ended up sitting next to this lady who now I firmly believe was an angel because her best friend that she was going to visit, she's coming from the States as well to visit her friend. That friend was the daughter of the second richest man in Indonesia. I don't want to say the second richest man um, because that's another memory, sorry. They were from a very, very prominent family that owned a chain of hotels. They're super, super rich. And she was going into Mother Teresa's order to be a nun. They took me to a place, show me a place like a hostel to stay. And then she gave me the equivalent, I want to say of 10,000 US dollars in in rupiah. And that sustained me. So I know that was God. The other thing is I was um, about to, and I think I've shared this story with you guys, but um, I definitely have shared it on my lives. Um, After a sexual assault in Indonesia, I ended up at the top of Hotel Jakarta. And it was a penthouse suite. 
and I had called everybody I could and had purposed in my heart to end my life. And as I was on the ledge, I actually stepped out and there was nothing underneath my feet but God. I was able to get home. That's not the first time I've seen him um, in that way. I've had the ability to live in a miraculous life um, and experience with God. But what I realized is for better or for worse at that time, there was no getting rid of God. I mean, I needed him for, for myself. I wasn't intimate with him. I still only prayed to him when I needed something. Still saw um, him as um, not living inside of me, but living above me and judging me, judging my every move, disappointed in everything I did. Um, ended up in a relationship and I'm just really like, I want you guys to know, cause I get your, your email, I get your DMs and you think that you're the only one until you hear you're not. And that if life changes for me, it is changing right now for you, no matter how terrible the experience and it's 444 right now, no matter how terrible the experience you can rise above it. So, um, Fast forward uh, to seven years ago, six, seven years ago. One day I'll do a timeline so I can actually get these years correctly. But um, I was in a relationship. That relationship was 16 years. We were engaged for five. Um, lost um, a couple of kids in that. Um, cheated on numerous times. And I should rephrase that. I don't believe you can be cheated on if you're not married. I believe that you can lose their trust, right? Um, because they violated your trust. Um, and so my trust was violated several times and I stayed because I wanted to check the box. Um, I didn't want to be seen as a failure and I did love them. I love them amazingly. So, um, and I heard, I thought I heard God say, this was my husband. Um, I had seen the future. I do have an extraordinary prophetic gift. Um, and, uh, when I dream, it's, it's not arbitrary at all. When I dream, it's legit. So, um, in fact, one of my, uh, exes, I had a dream that they were selling drugs and they went to do a drug run and they were hiding things in their bumper of their car. And that's when they got pulled over and they went to jail. And so I told him about that dream and and he was like, how did you know my cousin and I were going to make a run? And I was like, number one, the Lord really loves you and wants you not to do this clearly. Number two, we got to break up because I'm not being nobody's pen pal. Like, I'm not writing you in jail. God bless. Like, good luck with that, son. Like, mm-mm. So anyway, I really thought I heard God tell me that this is my husband and seen the future with that and that our destinies were aligned. Um, and then later on, I learned that we have the opportunity with each person that we meet. We don't meet them just because we have we play a part in their lives. We're written in their scroll. We're written in their books of destiny. And it's up to us to pray um, about what our roles are. It's also up to them if they want to say yes to us or not, yes to the opportunity or not. They're not rejecting you, they're rejecting the opportunity. And what they rejected, someone else will jump at the chance for. So just take that nugget. Anyway, when it came time to leave, because um, I had tried to, and it just wasn't time, but I remember praying a prayer like, my life sucks. Um, and I know I've shared the story about promotions and stuff I've been overlooked for and just feeling like it was 
it, it was, it, I knew that it wasn't the life I wanted to live, but just feeling like a complete failure. And so I prayed to God, like, look, I've been doing this work of ministry. I've been the wounded healer, praying for others, and my life is crap. Um, I've been doing what I thought you told me to do. You haven't answered my prayers, nor have you spoken to me, so I'm done with this. I'm not praying to you anymore. I'm not doing that, none of that until you change the situation. Um, long story, less long. My cousin came in um, to town, and this is actually... so. There are a lot of things that ended up changing, right? That's where I was led by the Spirit to start affirming. Had um, really the Lord worked on my self-love. The beginning stages of it. Because I really did not, I hated myself. And I was looking for confirmation, validation from others. That's why the relationship was so important to me because I just thought if I could get this, I'd be happy. If I could have a child, I'd be happy. If I were just married, I'd be happy. If I just had that job, this position, I'd be happy. And when I let go of my idea of happy and just acquiesce to learning about God and what his will was for me, I've never known happy. There have been some really <laughs> big moments of contrast, but I've been able to be happy through it. And that I attribute that to this journey with Holy Spirit. So, um, the affirmations, I didn't get that. Oh, sorry. You know, your Apple watch just begins to talk and I'm not going to re-record it. So y'all just in real life with me, but, um, the affirmations were working. I generated like subcontracting with the major, um, with, um, a community college in the area was getting paid more than I thought I could ever get paid on top of working for the school district and getting a promotion there, like everything started to fall in line. And so when the Holy Spirit told me to, like I felt spirit led to write a book, um, that book was done in less than um, 30 days, um, 60 days, sorry. The goal was do it less than 90 days. And on the 90th, before the 90th day, we had already planned the um, launch and I was going live and it was like whirlwind, right? So my cousin, Dr. Ebony Speaks Hall, came down, my sister cousin, came down and she told me about this lady who I knew, a funny story is we used to date the same guy um, and really didn't like each other, but it was because of the guy. Um, anyway, that's my cousin's, one of my cousin's best friends um, and told me about this fact that this lady prayed in the spirit, prayed in tongues for seven hours because of a book she read and she just wanted to see what she could do and that it changed her life. And Ebony told me this, but I was mesmerized. Like she told me and like five other people and the five other people were like, oh, uh-uh, uh-uh, ain't nobody praying for in tongues for no nothing. Like we not doing that. In my head, I was like, oh, that sounds so neat. I wonder what that is. I need that book. So Ebony connected us via email. Anita then sent it PDF. And this book changed my life. In the first chapter, this man decided to quit his job and decided for the days, for the hours that he was to be at work, he was going to get in a closet and pray. Now, this is his story. It's Dave Roberson, and the book is for free. It's Walk of the Spirit, Walk of Power. Um, he did this for like a month. Mouth was dry, exhausted, 
he got invited to this Bible study and he was like, yes, because he was just excited that he wasn't going to pray, right? That he could have something to do Um, because he started a church, right? Nobody was coming but him and his wife. Um, He goes to this Bible study in the day and there's this lady who has this injury. She has a cane, right? He looks over at her and this is why the pastor is preaching or teaching, looks over at her and on her side, on the side of her is an x-ray where he can see the part of her hip that's out of alignment, like the joint that's out of alignment. So he says to God, do you want me to heal her now? And this is the greatest thing. And because it was so funny, because I'm going to tell you something like in my experience, Jesus is sarcastic, Holy Spirit is sarcastic. And I haven't really experienced sarcastic God, um, But I have experienced a couple other things that lean lean to his humor. Um, and it, it's just really great. So anyway, he said, he was like, do you want me to heal her now? Because I don't want to interrupt. And the Lord was like, I'm not listening. Are you? I am not listening to the sermon. Are you? And then he was like, go ahead and heal her. So he goes over to this lady and says, can I pray for you? He gets ready to do this big fantastic prayer right the god of abraham isaac and when he says father he hears a popping and the lady's foot grows in front of him and evens out when he looks up disappointed that he's not able to say this prayer everybody has seen and there's a miracle now this is like southern baptist do not believe in tongues signs and miracle signs and wonders ended you know, after Jesus, there is nothing else. So, um, nobody could deny it. And this book is about this extraordinary journey of this man who tapped into the greater works because he had the curiosity enough to get to know God. This book also breaks down the power of praying in tongues and what it does for us. It edifies us. So I struggle. Um, I have had a I'm not going to say lifelong, but as long as I can recall, issue with depression and anxiety. I firmly believe in counseling. Even if you didn't have, even if I didn't have bouts of anxiety or depression, I totally believe in that. Um, And then also the saving grace for me is praying in tongues. Why? Because the biggest thing is Holy Spirit builds me up. He regulates me. And again, this is my journey. Don't be in my inbox at all talking about you disagreeing, trying to give me scriptures, because I'm going to tell you something. I've already researched it. I'm not dumb and I have degrees for it. So we can go. We can go all day long. Just know that I'm going to obliterate you, not not to win, but so that, you know, you're not accessing what you have. You're not accessing all the power that's at your disposal but whatever you choose to believe you are powerful to believe it and powerful to disagree with me i'm talking about what i have experienced in my life where praying in tongues has saved my life suicidal ideation for me is a real thing was a real thing and it is by the power of god his grace and the regulation of holy spirit and the edification process That has allowed me not to come into agreement with the mental warfare of the enemy. Praying in tongues is a meditative form for me. And I want to talk to you about all the wonderful things that have happened. 
And I also want to say before I tell you about the wonderful things that this is not why I pray in the spirit. Okay. When I read that book, I wanted to pray in tongues for as much as I possibly could. And so I did. At my second book signing, that's a decree journal. I was signing books and people came up and I noticed something switched for me. First of all, let me go back. When I started going live on Facebook, I had no idea. I was prophesying, but I was doing that. I'd never met these people. They were just comments on the screen. And I felt Holy Spirit leading me to minister to them in a word of prophecy and just talking to them about what they needed to do. And I was accurate. That, you can go back to the lives and see it for yourself. I would go back to 2016. That's when I started. You can see for yourself. There are the receipts. And then I said, if I'm wrong, go ahead and call me out so I can protect, I can perfect my gifting. Um, but I didn't, I still don't call myself a prophet I operate in the office of one. I don't, what, what is the need? Like, I don't need to do that. I operate in the gifts of the spirit and the gifts of the Lord are free and without repentance. That's what the Bible says. So I'm good on it. I had the faith and that's what enacted it. So, um, that had started and it was really freaky um, and, and awesome at the same time. Well, when I was signing the books, there was this lady that came up. And when I touched her hand, I actually stepped inside her body was one. And I saw some things and was able to talk to her about it. And that was accurate. My mom was there. <laughs> we do minister together. And she had to come over because she could see that it was really, it was really, um, it was really something. So then the next person came up. Um, I was inside of their living room uh, watching events happen. Um, something else that occurred, and I think I shared this in the last podcast, when I started, I'm trying to go through all the things, but when I started, um, well, I was in, in a meeting. I won't even talk about what which position because I don't want anybody to be like, oh, um, anyway. <laughs> I was in with a counselor and a parent and was able to hear like their whole situation and then meet the need i've walked into meetings where we could have been sued the school district could have been sued and that was the plan i walked into meetings and just got through praying right before that the thing about praying in tongues is i don't need to be loud and boisterous to do it you don't have to be you don't have to do that um Living in the spirit is what do you what is your will in this meeting what is your will in this situation because god is always going to answer Holy Spirit leads and guides us in all truth. So um, I stepped into this meeting and we were in with the NAACP. Now, I, I'm not the head administrator. It was me and actually another administrator who was on the same level. And we're sitting in there and they introduced themselves at NAACP. I said, uh-uh. I see the cell phone up there and I'm like, okay, we're going to continue on with this meeting. I was like, but mm, it didn't set well. And then Holy Spirit was just like wrap this up now and tell them that you'll meet when you have district representation. I do that. And then later find out that they had planned to record it and, and make a public spectacle. Now I'm going to say this. I'm already doing the work of equity and inclusion in my, in, in any building I'm in and I'm always going to fight for kids. And I believe there's a right way and there's a wrong way. And, um, I believe that all things should be done in wisdom. So no slight against the NAACP or anything like that. What the point of that story was, we were not prepared. We were not properly prepared for the meeting. We didn't do our due diligence. And so we needed to be prepared for it. But I got that Intel from Holy Spirit. 
every business deal that I've ever created, every contract amount, even where to go, who to solicit that has come through Heavenly Blueprints after my prayer time. Um, the idea to go into Shopify stores, Holy Spirit. The idea for Decree Journal for the Science of Greatness, Holy Spirit. For every event that I've done, praying and understanding, getting to know God being the main one, my praying in the Spirit. Because there's life and then there's life in ketosis. And ketosis, you already know, I've mentioned it before. Ketosis is that wonderful fat burning super place you get to when you eliminate all the negative stuff. Well, praying in the spirit, praying daily, reading the word, being disciplined, living a consecrated life is what I've done on this journey. <laughs> Has cut away all the things that were unnecessary and given me the perfect will of the Father. To the point where I can, let's say that I wanted $10,000 by the end of this podcast. By the end, by the time I was done recording, I would have it. I have seen some miraculous stuff. I've manifested from the door of my building, my office, to my car door by that time hearing the Shopify ring or opening up my email to see, hey, we'd like to hire you for. And here's the thing. I do not advertise my education consulting business. I don't advertise it. And people found me. And one of my favorite affirmations, um, decrees was, not an affirmation, decree, is that people who I don't know are discussing me and making ways and plans for me. Benefit me for my highest good. I've seen that happen over this time. Um, I would not have been making what I make now had I not known what to ask for. I remember Holy Spirit telling me to ask for a certain amount when I switched school districts. And I was like, oh, my gosh, am I am I worthy? Basically, they're never going to give it to me. And that defeat is thinking. But it's been a walk of faith. And so what can I, what is the worst they could say? No. <laughs> so I asked for it. And what did they tell me? No. And then I promise you it wasn't me. And then I said, I'm not coming there for a horizontal movement. I need that mug to be vertical. And when it is, then you give me a call. Ten minutes later, I had an email saying that I had been okayed for the amount I asked for. Where did I hear the amount from? After prayer. And believing that I have whatever I ask for. When it was time to raise my prices, for the longest time when I did mentorship, um, I would do, do it for free. And if you're in business, you're in coaching, you're a mentor, you always need to give out more than, than they've paid, right? So I'm giving out everything and the kitchen sink um, for $20 each person for a Zoom, right? And... It was cool at first until one time I was in prayer and the Lord was like, we really need you to look at your value and you have not because you ask not. And that's when I was given the revelation that if people will not pay what you're asking for, it doesn't mean they're going to miss out, guys. It doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean anything. Oh, you a hater. No, it does not mean that. What it means is, they're not your people or they're not ready for that right now or you're not their teacher. They're not supposed to learn from you. 
your people will always be in the room. They'll always be there. They will always be there. And so I remember when I first started asking for what Holy Spirit told me was my pricing. And every week, every week, I signed up a mentee. But it wasn't until I became clear on who I was. And so I want, I I say all that to tell you this journey of manifestation. I have been taught to utilize the word appropriately. I have been taught not just to use it, but to own the power that is within me. This is why I will never argue with anybody about praying in the spirit. And I will never argue with anybody um, about what praying in tongues can do. I'm just not going to do it. I, I will never forget. I will never unknow. You don't have to agree with me. I can show you the before and afters. There are people who were literally there to watch it happen in front of their eyes and just like, oh my goodness, there is a God I know. I know that there is. And if it's happening for Kimberly, it's going to happen for me. And that's the audacity that is built in the spirit. My confidence, my self-worth, understanding that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and loved without a doubt, not based upon condition. I've come to know him and the power of his might. I've come to know just how much he loves me and how limitless I am. And then the bigger thing for me is the greater work. And the greater work is not doing the miracle signs and wonders, which I've been graced to see and do. The one that I, I desire is to heal the sick and raise the dead. I believe healing the sick has occurred. Um, it's the raising of the dead for me. And that's what I mean. That's how much I believe. When I say faith, oh, you can't break that. Like, I know him. I've seen so many things. I've seen some crazy things. And I look forward to knowing more. But the greater work for me is not about manifesting money at all. It's not about businesses. It's not about that at all. It's about being able to do the work beyond Christ, which is what he said, greater works than me shall you do. You're going to do greater than what I've done. And I want my life to be great, greater, greatest. Because it's my inheritance. Now, if you had told me I would be saying this seven years ago, I would have told you a lie, would have thrown some explosives in there and probably would have popped you in your trachea. Like, get out of my face, you're crazy. But I've seen miracles happen in seconds. I've heard his voice. I've followed his voice. And it's changed my life. It's changed the life of my mom, my family, people that are in my inbox, people that are in the DMs, people that are in the emails. Like It's changed my life. I've seen it change my life. And there's one story I'll leave you with. The last time I commenced to suicidal ideation, I had just got home from service. And my daughter, um, for those of you that do not know, I don't know if I mentioned before, but my daughter, I adopted her sophomore year of high school as a student. But normally she would just go into the house, she would get out of the car and go into the house and go to sleep. I waited for her to go in and I just left the car running because I just purposed in my heart not to live. That day of all days, 
Aisha Janae walked in, opened the door. Ma, what you doing? And I told God I never wanted to be in that position ever again. So I know I normally start it with 17 seconds of gratitude and I don't end it with gratitude. I give thanks for you guys. I just really... Upon reflection, I just realized how amazing and incredible this life is. How intentional he is. That I am able to tell you my story on the other side of things. We have our highs and our lows. The one thing that I am assured in and have insurance in is that the plans for my life are good and not of evil to give me a hope and a future to bring me to an expected end I've seen Jeremiah 29 and 11 over and over again and I'm going to bring it to you now I would like to think that I'm here today because of what I'm experiencing but the truth is In this moment, I made it so that you could hear it and so that your life would be forever changed. And if you think that moments aren't about you, rest assured that he is all about you and that he is doing exceedingly and exceeding and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think according to the power that works within you and that power is through intimacy so if you are a believer believe that there is a greater great greater and greatest work for you to do you haven't even scratched the surface you are powerful and there is no enemy that can rival the unlimited power within you. One of my favorite scriptures and misquoted by the way. It's one that says when the enemy comes in like a flood then the Lord will raise up a standard and it really is supposed to be read like this. When the enemy comes when the enemy comes in like a flood the Lord will lift up a standard. Why would the enemy be considered a flood? He is no match for God. The standard is the flood. And the God force within you, oh honey, he can't stand it. And that is why the devil, the enemy, whoever you want to call him Satan, he has no place in my future. He has no place in my present. I used to mention him all the time. Enemy is against me. The devil's fighting me. Whatever you know, you grew up in church. You hear that all the time, and and who you honor shows up. And the truth of the matter is that his main goal is to make it so that we never come into consciousness of who we are, that we never come out of our religious and legalistic comas, that we never find out that the power of the I am is not just within us. That we are the I am. That we are the manifestation of God in the earth. That God needs a body. 
And when we say yes, he's able to operate and his glory flow through us. That is the issue. And I can honestly say that the mental warfare, this is why he challenges our minds. He's not after your money. He doesn't need it. Your mind. That. Which is why Jesus really focused on that. That's why Paul really focused on that. What to think on. What to be renewed in. You are seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus. The operative word in that sentence is in, right? He's not apart from you. Consider tapping in to your superpower, which is living life in the spirit. I know one question I'm going to get is, Kim, how do I get my heavenly language? Awesome. It's a gift. If I gave you a gift right now, what would you need to do in order to receive it? Take it, open it up, use it. So, Operate in faith. It is the biggest point of faith because you think you sound stupid. You're worried about what you sound like, but it's just you and God. So even if it's ba 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 ta ta ta, let him take it. It's gonna be ba 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 ta 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 until it turns into something amazing. And it turns into something amazing. If you want to find out more about it, I never read my ministry, but it is Logic Kingdom Education. There's some things about praying in the spirit, but be led of your own. Just just talk to him. Just talk to God. And ask him what his perfect plan is for you. And to give it to you because you're ready to receive it. And watch your life change. It's already changing. I'm Kimberly Fitton. You can find out more about me at KimberlyFitton.com. Um, group mentorship launched. And it was amazing. Um, and we meet every first Saturday of the month at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can sign up for that using the Calendly link. If you want mentorship and you want one-on-one mentorship, check out the Calendly link at KimberlyFitton.com and sign up for a 15-minute discovery session. Let's talk about it. You can also go to YouTube. There's free information there. Kimberly Fitton. Facebook, Kimberly Fitton. Instagram, Kimberly Fitton. I love you all, but your best friend clearly loves you so much more. I'm going to continue to tear down these walls. I'm going to continue to push the envelope because who's going to check me? No one. Um, And who am I here to please? No one. I'm living my best life for the greater good, for the great, the greater, and the greatest. And that's all there is to it. See you guys on the other side.